Hello, welcome to episode 71 of Creepy Soup. I am Jill from Michigan. I am Jenny from Wisconsin. And here's today's episode. Um, how are you? PJ. Nice. Everything good with Marshmallow School? Uh, yes. And actually, this week we are starting implementing a new thing, which is that on Wednesdays he's going to be seeing his therapist and everything. So okay, it's okay. going to be a little bit of a transition, but hopefully to not before she's able to get into the school to be able to just go and see him at school. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I um, I'm still not sleeping past a certain time. Like today, I was up at seven. I very well could have called and woke you up. Yeah, see, you're having a problem not sleeping. I'm having a problem with oversleeping. It's only Wednesday, and I've overslept twice this week. Hmm. Um. Well, yesterday I got up early because a nail appointment, and. I had my alarm set to get up early so we could record and we are running like 30 minutes behind our normal schedule for this. So if it seems rushed, <laughs> that'll be why. Um, and of course it's hot as shit in here. <laughs> um, so I had a really interesting thing happen on Sunday. Mm. Okay. So tiny backstory Christy, the lady that runs the crystal shop, um, she has a cousin. She says cousin slash sister. So I'm guessing they were very close cousins, maybe raised like as close as sisters kind of thing. Um, is she has thyroid cancer and she's off work. So Christy had started um, a GoFundMe. I personally don't like to give to GoFundMe's because they take so much of that money. So what do I do without thinking? Let me just bake a shit ton of cakes and have a bake sale at your store. Okay. So she was like, that would be wonderful. Are you sure you want to do that? Yep. 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 Um, Cause I like to bake anyway. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. So it's a lot to text. So I said, I'm just going to come see you on Sunday and we'll talk about it. Like we'll get it figured. I'll do that before I go to the store. But I was at the store so long. I didn't do my grocery shopping on afterwards. Um, so when I get there, there's this lady in there at the counter. I just assume it's, you know, customer. And she's like, Oh, Jill's here. Jill can help you with that. I'm like fuck. Well, Christy knows that I have went on like the paranormal investigations and stuff. <laughs> and I do have this lady's permission to share this because Christy told her like I had a podcast, like all that stuff. So she's like, you can use this for content. It's fine. It's fine. So <laughs> That's awesome. she was telling us that she has some activity and like she had names and this and that and um, basically her story is she had, um, a, a very bad marriage and she kind of left in the middle of the night after, um, a gun was pointed at her and she moved from Colorado to here. Um, 
and she's had all this and like she's had other like personal struggles depression um some addiction issues that kind of thing and you know she was talking about how like saw all this activity and it seems to happen like when she's like really down blah 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 and she was like i would love it if you two could come check it out okay so while we're standing there i'm I'm texting my husband going hey so this happened um do you mind if we go check it out for a little bit after dinner and he was like yeah i don't care so came home ate dinner and me and christy went out there and she kind of walked us through and said like this is where this happens this is where this happens and we get down to the basement and it's always the basement. It's Why always, that be the basement dwellers? It's always the basement. Well, and here's the thing. Um, during her last bout of depression, she had her niece come from another state to come live with her. Well, Ooh. the niece was born male and is transitioning to female. Okay. And she says that she feels like she's being watched when she's like changing her clothes, anything that and her her sleeping area is in the basement. So we were down there and like, there's a a different feel down there. Like is, well, you walk down in the basement and they've got like a a playroom kind of set up because this lady has two sons. They kind of look like they could be twins or very, very close in age, like maybe Irish twins or something. Um, so anyway, we're down there and she was like, yeah, we, like you get into this, like you walk through the playroom and you go into the other room and there's a door separating the two areas. Um, and the niece's bedroom has like the little cubby under the stairs. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So apparently back there's a, a water pipe over there. And apparently that's where a lot of the they're seen activity happens that sort of thing so i've got my recorder with me and she had already told me like go ahead do bring like take video but we didn't want to like take a bunch of shit because one it was like a last minute thing so we just kind of want to go see what was going on is there a need for any of this shit so i said do you mind if i record she's like by all means go ahead so i start recording and we go back there and like the area where she pointed out i'm like i'm not really feeling anything christy wasn't really feeling anything and then all of a sudden i'm drawn to under the stairs and christy said like as soon as you said that i felt like on my back because her back was to it her and i both started having head pain this and that so we're recording and i've got my recorder set to voice activation so I got about 14 minutes, like just shy of 14 minutes of recordings. And that's us talking. Well, we're sitting in the driveway and we're listening. And while we're standing there, like we didn't hear any weird noises while we were down there, nothing weird. So we're listening to it. And right when we're back in that area, it sounds like someone took like a a spatula or something and hit that, the water pipe. Because it sounded like dong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, we didn't hear that while we were there. And then there, I haven't heard, I have not listened to the whole thing. Because 
my plan is to put it on here so that I can put these on and listen without the big headphones. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then um, there's like some other little like bangs and stuff that we did not hear. Now I will say like when my screen goes, like the screen goes dark on my recorder and I mm -hmm. hit a button to light it back up, it will make like a clicking sound. So I know what that mm -hmm. is, but there's whistling on there that we did not hear in real time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So she's talking about having the church come and do a blessing. I personally don't think it, their spirits. I think it is a poltergeist because of all of the emotional. Um, Cause she said it, it did get more active when the niece got there. Well, I imagine with the transition and, you know, I'm sure losing some family, losing some friends as you know, a lot of people in that community do, Mm -hmm. um that maybe there's like some hurt with that maybe some trauma um the lady sam she's obviously had some trauma so i personally think it is a poltergeist i don't think so i guess i'm gonna wait and see what she wants to do like if the church comes to do a blessing what she wants to how she wants to proceed from there but she says she would like us to come back so yeah. Maybe you could make some of this for her and take it and be like, here, try that. Um, well, when she came in, Christy gave her a whole bunch of stuff, including a spray. So like she's got all kinds of stuff that Christy gave her, like the black tourmaline. And then of course I recommended like iron nails on the four corners of the property. Um, so yeah, it it was very interesting. Hmm. And it'll be interesting, too, to see what else is on the tape. Well, not tape, but you right. know what I mean. The recording, um, yeah. Yeah, to see, you know, if the things that are found on there are consistent with Poltergeist. Um, if it is, what are you going to recommend? Um, well, one thing is they feed a poltergeist will feed on the chaos mm -hmm. and one of the first things i think is because of all of her issues some, some therapy um to deal with that because then that's going to kind of like not feed into it right um and then they also like um thrive on mess so maybe some house cleaning kind certain of areas um yeah. yeah like certain areas um you know do like a good and of course like I've got the cleansing teas um so I was going to give her some of those like do a good wash with that stuff that'll wash away the neg you know any negativity and of course I believe I've said it before unless you know everything is gone do not salt because then you're going to trap it. Yep. So, yeah. But, like, I personally feel it's a poltergeist. Uh, Christy also feels the same way. Because um, this lady was saying, like, she had a hellhound and all this other stuff. And, like, none of that was felt. Yeah. 
it was like it was a very interesting and we were there about an hour so it's not like and maybe there are spirits that were just kind of hiding because we were there i don't know right um you know because we came in with protection right so maybe that maybe they are there and um just didn't make themselves known to us because we had protection so it'll be interesting to hopefully go back there and and see how that plays out well that's interestingly awesome yeah I mean, I I don't just want to say it's awesome, you know, because it's not good for them, right? You know, right. Um, but yet it's an awesome experience for you and her, you right. know, to be able to go do this. So, double-edged sword there. Yeah, and but, I mean, hopefully. And she was like, "In your professional opinion," I'm like, "Oh, I'm a professional now." <laughs> I've had that happen to me at work, and it's like, oh, oh, yes. And like, um, there's one guy at work who knows that I know Steve Mm -hmm. and he knows Steve as Prozac Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh my God, you're famous. And I'm like, no, 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 none of that. I just happened to know him, you know, did some stuff, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. You know, I just happen to know a couple of, you know, high profile people. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it it was very interesting. And because of like, now I've got all like this thing coming up and, and like, this is the shit I love. And I, I got to go, it wasn't an investigation, but I got to go look at something like this without fucking paying for it. Because so far, every investigation I've had to pay for, which I mean, they're worth it. They're one hundred percent worth. Oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But like the Stimson, we had to pay for that. Um, the Edson, we had to pay for that. The other investigations we've done, we've had to pay for that. So it was kind of nice to do one for free. Right. And and she was talking about like I'll pay you whatever you do. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> how that works. Like you don't like if you want to donate something. Like my thing is right now with Christy's cousin going through this. If if you want to pay anything, donate to that. Right. But but no 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 no. So yeah, that that was my interesting thing. I, I had mentioned this to Jenny yesterday. And didn't get a chance, like, because normally I talk to you on the way home, but I now have someone I'm uh, that's riding with me, so I can't, yeah, so. I get it. Well, ironically, I was having my own things last night um, to where you couldn't message me. Um, I was working on mm, a variety of things with um, a friend of mine that she's on TikTok. And so she kind of sees that side of me, Mm. you know what I mean? Um, But she follows me on both accounts. You know, she knows a huge majority of like my background and stuff like that. Um, But she knows about what's going on here. She knows I've gone and done things, yada, yada. Um, And so like when I hit one of my dark moods, like, I don't know if you noticed, but today I'm pretty up. 
mm-hmm. as far as mood and everything. I was not until yesterday. Um, like Saturday, Sunday, something hit and my mood went from here to here. Yeah, and, usually I hear from you and I didn't hear from you this weekend. Yeah. It was a rough weekend. And I don't know why. Don't know why. Um and she noticed and she's like, hey. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right. And so we ended up um, talking on the phone. Um, when I went on t- into the woods yesterday, because I was going to go on a hike this week, like actually drive somewhere to, to take a nice hike. Circumstances didn't allow for that. So I decided I'm going to go hike in my side yard. We have a back 40. Um, and then we have a side 40. <laughs> Kind of. Um, and so I went onto the side, which is where we don't normally go. It's very overgrown, yada, yada. I decided path less traveled. I go out, whole range of emotions. At one point, I was actually even like on the ground, bawling, releasing, what have you. I come back and like I can still feel it hanging on, you know. Mm-hmm. I get on the four wheeler, I start doing zoomies. <laughs> around the yard and I'm good as I'm talking to her last night she tells me there is something within the casino like she was giving me color scheme and she's never seen this place for the casino it feeds on the energy of the workers okay it can't go on the gaming floor hmm Yep, that was interesting. Um, and so, yeah, there was, there was a couple other things that she was telling me about. And it's just like, uh, dang, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, and she's done through a lot of the shadow work journal stuff. Um, not necessarily that book, but she's been through all the steps of all of that. So she's helping me with that kind of stuff, too. So oh, it's been great. and i also have this little guy okay what's that little guy doing is he doing Doing double finger yeah yeah it's just that's how i'm feeling this week so um i I don't remember if i sent it to you or not i came across the thing and the video was a woman taking little scoops and putting them into a bowl on a scale and it it's different colored. It looks like confetti, you know, or sprinkles. And as I'm looking, I'm like, no, that can't be. And I'm looking a little closer. Sure enough, it is what I think it is. They're fucks. It's, it's little weens. Truly smaller than my fingernail. I I don't know where it's at. It was because... ween confetti. That would be amazing. I have a, a crystal shaped like one from Christy. There was something else. I had it was I don't remember if it was a middle finger, a ween, or a fuck. It it was so and it was something about finding one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna send it to you. 
Um, oh. <clears throat> Should we get into it? I'm just trying to think if there's anything that we got to note. Oh, again, please, if you have any stories, send them in. I did not check our email today. I did check it the other day, though, Sunday, when I uploaded. Um, and we didn't have anything. Um, so please, please, please message e or email. The email is always in the show notes um, on both YouTube and Spotify and the other platforms. Anything with show notes um, does have our email address. So feel free to email us with any um, spooky stories. We like spooky stories. For a Halloween episode that we would probably record on like the 20, 25th of October. Hold please. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the 25th because that Saturday is the 28th. And counting backwards, it would be the 25th. Yes, it would be the 25th. Um, so there's that. So please email us, message, what, however you want to get it to us. Some creepy stories, some nice spooky shit. Um, yeah. So we can get started. Now my notes are a little chaotic because I run on caffeine and chaos. Um, but if you remember the last one I did, which was the week before we had Kelly on, um, I had done the haunted places in L.A. Mm -hmm. and I, I found that list while trying to research this one because um, this was on the list. In fact, it was it was on the list. I don't remember if it was like number one, but it was very, very high up there. Um, the comedy store in L.A. So, um, that's what I did. Okay. So a little history of it. Um, it was originally the club Seville in 1935. And I, I didn't get a lot of history on this club. Um, but they were known because they had a crystal dance floor and I don't, I need to find exactly what that is because if it's what i think it is <laughs> and it's probably not but um and this information i i know it's not a great source of information but i had seen other websites and this just like kind of put everything in one spot so instead of doing several um is <laughs> wikipedia um so it was remodeled and reopened as Ciro's Supper Club in 1940. And it became a hot spot for celebrities. And it was opened by William Wilkerson. And in a lot of sources, he's called Billy Wilkerson. So, um, so he, uh, Wilkerson also opened other restaurants and clubs um cafe trocadero and la rue which was a restaurant and then later originated the flamingo in las vegas um ciro's would later be leased by herman hoover 
who is um Wilkerson's right hand man. Okay. Why is that name sounding familiar? Probably Hoover. It was a president with the last name of Hoover. Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking. It's something paranormal with someone in Hoover. Hmm. I'll figure it out and I'll let y'all know next week. Okay. Um, so he was Wilkerson's right hand man. So this move was made to kind of make sure that Ciro's got like good publicity and was always out there for celebrities to draw them to draw more in um and among the celebrities that came to Ciro's was Marilyn Monroe James Dean Ava Gardner so of course Frank Sinatra um and then all of their little group like Sammy Davis and um Peter Lawford and See, I have a mom who watched all the movies with like Peter Lawford in it. And so like, I know these names. I know a lot of like younger people aren't going to, but I know them because of my mom. Basically um, the older actors. Yeah, um, like uh, Lucy before, and Desi. like our era. Yeah, Lucy and Desi, Lana Turner, which she has. There's a true crime story involving her that I would love to cover <laughs> eventually. Um, so, oh, okay, it was 1942 when um, Herman Hoover kind of took over the lease or however it was in 1942, and he filed for bankruptcy in 1959, and Ciro's was sold at auction for 350000 which I looked it up. Today, that is worth $3,692,752.58. Wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So Dang. from, yeah. Um, so in... Okay, Wilkerson is said to have, this is where my notes are chaos, because I wrote something else and then went back to this, this fucking thing. Um, Wilkerson is said to have paid mobsters for protection, which a lot of places did in that time. Maybe that's um, why I'm recognizing the name Hoover. It could be. It could be. Um, gangster Mickey Cohen, which everybody has heard of him. Um, used Ciro's as a base camp for mm. his operations. Um, it has been said that Cohen had peepholes drilled into the walls so he could see who was coming and going. <laughs> That's not creepy. Yeah. Not <laughs> at all. Um, well, I, I imagine that for like the next part, maybe. Um, the basement was used for more shady activities mm -hmm. um, people who owed money or crossed them or uh owned competing clubs oh, gotcha, um, competition they would be beaten tortured and or killed Can't in the be. basement um illegal abortions were performed down there um, you know what I, I want to make a statement and I want to make it known. People need to stop doing shady shit in basements. Okay. 
y'all need to start doing it in attics and you know other locations in the dang house besides the basement right 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 <laughs> um so illegal abortions were also performed in the basements for show showgirls and mob girlfriends and at least one woman and depending on again which source it was either a showgirl or a mobster's girlfriend take your pick i'm gonna guess that the majority were one and the same that very possible but i guess it would depend on how um not protective it's not the word i'm looking for possessive mm-hmm. but the at mo- the same time like they could have started out as the showgirl and then became the girlfriend and then they you know aren't mm-hmm. the showgirl anymore or maybe vice versa right um okay so in 1965 because remember it was sold mm-hmm. in 1965 it was reopened as Ciro's Ladisk. Okay. Um, fun fact. Um, Ike and Tina Turner performed there on the oh. stage because it was like a more of a music club. Um, okay. with Jimi Hendrix as part of their band. How cool is that? Now I never knew he was part of their band. Yeah. Um, the Birds. Okay. The band the Birds got their start mm-hmm. there. Oh, cool. Um, and some notable performers there. Um, Josephine Baker, Milton Burrow, George Carlin. You'll hear that name again. Um, the Doors and Phil Harris. Do you know who Phil Harris is? It's ringing a bell, but I can't find the bell. However, side note. I just read an interesting article about George Carlin. I loved George Carlin. Yes. Um, Phil Harris um, is known as the voice of Baloo in the Jungle Book. Oh! Yeah. Okay. And I, I believe like Winnie the Pooh and yeah. you know several other um, I know he voiced something in Robin Hood and I can't place it at the moment, but yeah, he, he, he's yeah. the voice. Yeah. He's the voice. Um, the voice of our childhood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, um, okay. I, again, didn't really have a lot of info on that. There really wasn't a whole lot. So in 1972, the Comedy Store is opened by um, Mitzi and Sammy Shore and Rudy DeLuca. Now, do you know who Mitzi and Sammy Shore are? No, but Rudy DeLuca sounds familiar. I don't know who that is. I, I just know he's a comedian, and I've probably heard of them before, but... But uh, Mitzi and Sammy are Polly Shore's parents. Great job. <laughs> That's all I got to say for that. Great job. Love Polly Shore. Same. <clears throat> I know a lot of people think he's just so, but like he was huge when I was a teenager and Encino you know, Man and all of that. Son oh, in yeah. law. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Son in Law. Um, yeah. Loved Polly Shore. 
Um, he actually not too long ago, like maybe a year ago, um, was at the court theater and I really wanted to go, but one, the tickets were ridiculous. Of course. Um, and it was a night I had to work anyway. So, so in 1973 or by 1973 sammy and mitzi were divorced and mitzi took over the comedy store and the divorce settlement and she immediately renovated and it took it from like a 99 seat comedy club to mm -hmm. a 450 seat club Ooh, and it, it's got it's, it's got multiple rooms Mm -hmm. Like there's the belly room, which, um, that's notable for women comics. That was okay. their stage. So, and I don't go into too much about the different, in fact, that that's all you're getting about the different rooms. Um, <laughs> so some notable alumni of the comedy club, people who got their start there, George Carlin. Uh, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Bob Saget, and my absolute favorite, Sam Kinison. Help me out. You know I'm terrible with names. Don't give me the look. He was the fat guy that yelled a lot. Oh, I probably went to like ah, him. Ah. Did he have the crazy hair and wear yeah, like a fucking hat? Like a beret. Like a backwards beret. Okay. Yep. Yep. I know you're talking Loved about him. Loved him. I was, I was devastated when he died. I was devastated. I don't um, think I was devastated. More shocked. Um. But yeah. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I was. I was devastated. I'm so glad we finally have an older topic that I actually know the people of. Because <laughs> sometimes you go off, and I'm just like. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. These ones I actually know, so I love it. Yeah, and with both of my parents being like into like liking movies and you know, they both worked at theaters, my dad more so than my mom. Um like not current at that time, but like their pop culture from when they were younger, I know more about that than I really need to. Yeah. That's right. Um, so the rest of this um, information comes from a website called hauntedhouses.com. Pretty simple. Um, and that also gives some information on uh, like it being like a mobster brand club kind of thing. Um and she did have more locations. I don't know if all the locations are still open. Um, so, uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me record this in my own words. Um, so it did, did turn out that at this time, like venues were not paying comedians for their performances. Oh. Um, it was considered they were paid by having the opportunity to perform. So the comedians wanted to be paid in cash, so they went on strike. Um, 
one of these comedians was a very close friend of Mitzi Shores, who is the the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was heavily involved in the strike. His name was Steve Lubin. Lubetkin. Lubetkin. We'll we'll go with that. Lubetkin. Um. So after the strike was over, she banned him from ever performing at her club. So he I mean fair. Fair, fair, yeah. Yeah. But okay, as somebody who's in a union and the sphere of the strike every day, um it's fair to be paid. Oh yeah, 100%. Fair do do I think but... that they should have been paid? Hell yes. They deserved it. I mean, the opportunity to come to it? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, you don't no. Oh my god. Opportunity. They're working. They're bringing you money. You can uh, give them give them some. Yeah. But so, at the same time, I can understand on her end how, you know, this is a person she thought was a friend, she felt was, you know, betraying her, you know, and in turn, you know, all right, that's it. We're done. Cutting ties. Uh, right. And I, I do get that because, and you know, that again, I think is the friend connection. Um, yeah. So, um, so what does he do? His, like his career is pretty much over now because <laughs> that's where you go. Like I've personally, right. I've other than this story, I've never heard of him as a comedian. Yeah. Um, so he goes next door to the Continental Hyatt House and jumps from the 14th floor. Now, he aimed for the roof of the comedy store, um, but he landed in the driveway instead. So that couldn't miss. Yeah, that couldn't have been pretty. Um, so the, his, his suicide note states, and this is a quote, my name is my name is Steve Lubetkin. Whatever I said, Lubetkin. Steve L. Lubetkin. I used to work at the comedy store. End quote. But in his note, he basically blames Mitzi Shore for not letting him perform there. Um. So, and then this goes on to say more people that perform there: Bette Midler, John Belushi. Arsenio Hall, Richard Belzer, uh, Michael Keaton, Jim Carrey. Okay. okay. For a recent person, that redheaded kid that we both like. Is he a redhead? I think he's a redhead. The one who heckles the hell out of the audience back. Oh, Matt Rife? Yeah, that guy. He's not a redhead. Okay. He's not, he's not brown. He's got redhead energy. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> He has collected some souls along the way. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I was once told because, like, I have freckles. Like, I've got the hyperpigmentation, but I've also got natural freckles, always have, that each freckle is a soul that I have collected. It represents a soul. Okay, whatever. I got fine. I, that's hilarious. I don't have freckles. Um, Maybe and that I, says something. My hair is like naturally almost jet black, but like when you hold it up to the light, it's like the red highlights, the natural highlights in your hair mm-hmm. were red. Hmm. Yeah, it's the whole thing. My aunt that just passed was a redhead. 
Um, My grandma was. And she was little. Um, and my okay. grandpa was huge. Seriously, my grandpa was like 6'5". My grandma was barely 5 foot. Yeah, you know what? Same with, with my mom's. Well, actually, both sets of my grandparents, both my grandmas were very tiny, um, height-wise. They were bigger women. Um, like, you could tell my grandma was, my, my dad's mom was a German woman because she was built like a fucking German woman. Um, and my other grandma, um, she was also very short and both grandpas were very tall. So, yeah. Maybe it was a thing back then. I don't know. Um, so now you got the hit, like some manifestations going on. So people who kill themselves, they they're often still experiencing that pain and death. So they're doing their thing. And then of course, like the women who are well, woman who died during the abortion. And I imagine the many, many people who were beaten, tortured, and killed in the basement they're probably chilling there and i'm sure well we'll, we'll hear it so yeah lovely toxic soup yeah oh yes so here are some of the hauntings there so first we got the entity of steve lebetkin hey <laughs> I mean, I think I'm saying it right. I don't know. It's it's a weird name. Um, so it is said he's one of the spirits who enjoy watching new comedians perform. Um, and he also could be one of the spirits that play pranks on the staff there. Um, and that okay, now they've got the next thing is like the quiet hours. That's the next little subtitle. Um, besides Steve, there are at least five spirits that hang around the building, all originating from the thirties through the fifties, probably as a result of mob activity. Um, they become most active when the place is quiet, especially in the early morning hours. Um, and the next one is Plank. I need some more juice. Actually, do you want to go ahead and do your sprinkle? Sure, I'll do my sprinkle. See, this is so new, I forgot about it. And it was my fucking idea. You know, and that's so funny because I just want to make a side note here too that uh, right before we hit record, she asked if I wanted to do the intro and I went completely blank. I could not remember our new intro. (laughs) So, yeah. But today's Wheat Witchy Sprinkle is a moon water protection spray and as you can see i made one and you can see my different herbs and things like that in there um and then a couple crystals at the bottom um i added rose quartz to mine just a side note because it's not in the actual so what you do is you have your moon water you know we all know how to make moon water at this point i would think if not go through some other videos (laughs) um so you're going to find a spray bottle of you know size variety of your choice what have you um just a side note that you want to make sure the 
tube for the sprayer does not fully touch the bottom. You want it to kind of hang just a smidge above the bottom because otherwise it's going to collect all the cinnamon. So learn that the hard way. Um, so you're going to put your moon water in your jar via whatever you have. Um, you're going to add pink salt, or sorry, you're going to cleanse your jar um, whichever way you want to cleanse. You can either use incense, sage, palo santo. Uh, you can cleanse it with water, but I, I would think since you're putting water in it, you want to do something else. Right. Um, Sound, bells, any of it. Right. Um, so we are going to add pink salt to cleanse and protect. We are going to add cinnamon for protection, rosemary for protection. We all know what cinnamon looks like. We can go get it out of the kitchen. Not a big deal. Uh, rosemary, um, I actually did grab mine. And kind of looks like my needles. Y'all can see. Uh, comes in a little sprig. Um, and then lavender to invite peace and love into the space. And I just have little ground pieces, or you can use an actual piece. Uh, for the cinnamon, you can either use ground or an actual cinnamon stick. If you have a cinnamon stick, I recommend it. Um, if not, the ground cinnamon works too. You just got to make sure that the hose um, is not going to collect it from the bottom. Um, and then you can leave it sit overnight uh, to infuse the herbs into the moon water. Um, as I was making it, I was putting the intent into it for protection to, you know, protect the space, protect myself um, and all that it touches, things like that. Um so yeah, and then you just use it wherever um, for when you feel you need it. If you feel the energy is off or you're feeling off, there you go. Um, if you're like me and do tarot, oracle, things like that, considering it is all natural, you can also use it to cleanse your hands. Is that your sprinkle? <laughs> That's my sprinkle. Okay. I didn't know you were done. Oh, by the way, this smells amazing. Oh, I bet. Lavender and cinnamon? See, you know what? I, I'm not overly crazy about the scent of lavender. But I see, that's just it. You could add a little less lavender, a little more rosemary, a little more of the cinnamon, and yeah. Yeah, I... I the... One thing I love, I love Florida water. Like, I absolutely love Florida water. You could use Florida to do this as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it because of the smell. It smells so good. But, yeah. Um, you could probably even... Now, is that just straight water? Do you add a little bit of alcohol to make it more with more staying power kind of thing or um no just the moon water <laughs> okay okay all right one more sip of my word juice and and which is almost gone oh, maybe not oh. i haven't had any yet today and come to think of it i lost my water oh 
Um, okay, so the next little main little subtitle is Pranksters at Play in the Main Showroom. Um, so like a personal story is while locking up one night, the doorman and security guard, comedian Blake Clark, saw a chair on the stage slide 20 feet by itself with like no effort. Uh <laughs> waitresses have set up tables before performances and when they leave they come back and everything is off the tables neatly folded and stacked that would piss me off because now right. you're now you're causing me more work um as comedians joey gainer and blake clark were closing the main room one night they went out and came back in and 10 chairs were stacked on top of each other in the middle of the room. And you know what? On one hand, I could see how that would scare the shit out of people. On the other, I would love to test it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. all right, let's go. What are you going to do? What can mm -hmm. you do? Yeah, it's definitely something Let's I'd want to see and experience. And because, okay, like we've been to, like you and I have been to a couple haunted locations together. And yes, there are things that happen, but like I want something major. Right. Like almost like something unreal that you'd see in a movie. That's what exactly. I want to see. But yep. Maybe eventually I'll get there. I don't know. But yeah, I want to see something like that. Right. Not here. <laughs> Not here. I want to be very clear. Not here. So y'all know. Not here. But in another location. <laughs> Good thinking. <laughs> I wanted like, to be, oh, she wants to play. I wanted to be very, very clear on that. Um, so it, like from reading this, it looks like that uh Joey Gaynor and Blake Clark had several experiences. Um they've had personal experiences with um like Mickey Cohen's henchmen, they call them fellas um other mobsters um and the female spirit and the spirits of the mob torture uh when they were both in the main stage area joey decided to challenge the spirits to show themselves against the advice of blake uh they both watched an ashtray slowly rise from the table and throw itself at Joey's head. Yeah. When they can move shit, you don't want to challenge them. Mm -mm. So thankfully he ducked quickly and it <laughs> hit the wall behind him. Um. So then the next one, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what the heck. I just went like Bobby Brady right there. Did you hear that? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Um, the next one is the female entity. Um, a woman's voice has been heard in the showrooms. Um, her moans and cries are heard from the basement areas as well. Um, 
she seems to enjoy her memories in the showrooms. So I'm guessing when she's there, she's reliving like the happy moments in her life. Mm -hmm. But then in the basement, she's reliving her final moments, her pain, her distress. Not, not good. Um, Second loop. Yep. So another one they have here is Mickey's Ciro's Club Enforcer, Gus. Um, so the comedy store <laughs> owners... They have an unpaid floor security manager in Gus because he still seems to be an enforcer. Um, he stands in the back of the performance room. Um, he's in his black dress suit, fedora hat, um, eyeing the crowd, watching the staff, make sure they're doing their thing. Like, like he he's on that shit. Um while on the phone on a business call the comedy store vice president michael that's all he's identified by um and the employee who sits across from him who they're not identified by name at all both saw a man dressed in 40s attire walk between their desk uh glancing at them probably checking their work um and then he just disappeared as he left the office space. Mm. So interesting. Um, like almost immediately after seeing him leave, they got up and ran and didn't see him. They saw nothing. <laughs> um this one is pain in the heart of the building. Um, and this is because of the torturous experiences that people have gone through in the, in the basement. Um, it is thought that the basement is the heart of the building. Where me as, as an owner, I would want the heart of my building to be the stage. Though That's my personal opinion. I would not want the shitty basement to be considered um but the atmosphere there is heavy oppressive sad um screams moans and cries are heard coming from the basement area um and then it says the abortion was done by a nurse probably in a crude procedure because i'm sure back then they didn't really have like all the medical equipment needed to do so. Um, so then this equipment is going to kind of leave the risk of the women bleeding out um, in pain, getting infections, because it's probably not the most sterile of environments. Yep. Um, and then the whoever did the torturing stuff in the basement. Um, he broke kneecaps, um, legs before finding a way to like probably end their suffering. Um, and then there is a nasty male entity in the basement. I would assume it's this like enforcer down there. Um, 
at uh, both Joey Gaynor and Blake Clark. This is their terrifying experience with this dark, dark entity. And this is going to be a quote. One early morning at 3 a.m., Blake and another staff member heard a low guttural growl coming from the basement. Blake and another staff member bravely went down to investigate. The padlock gate in front of the basement was bending out like something was pushing, trying to get out. That's all the investigation I'm doing there <laughs> at, at 3 a.m. Let's be fair. At 3 a.m., there's no good coming out. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, the gate suddenly snapped back into place right in front of them. Uh, they saw a huge seven-foot black form standing in front of the gate, um, a menacing entity that radiated evil and malevolence. Blake and the other staff member didn't stick around long enough to see what it would do and flew up the stairs and out of the building. Uh, Blake and Gaynor went down to the basement later to see if it was still there. Uh, indeed, it was. Um, it formed in the corner of a room, a big dark mass of a man with no face. Um, a very menacing presence. Um, it whizzed by them and they ran up the stairs again in record time. Um, in fact, Blake refused to go into the basement at all anymore ever since a piece of black cardboard fell from nowhere, hitting his hand while he and Joey were in the basement. He turned the... This gives me the chills a little bit. He turned the cardboard over and his name was scrawled on it. So it knew Ooh. it's his name. I liked him. That's never a good thing. Um, okay. And I think this is going to be the, yeah, this is the last one. Um, so the enthusiastic audience, um, all of the spirits there like to watch the shows. I, I'm guessing except for the dark thing in the basement, because maybe if it got a laugh, it wouldn't be so dark. Yeah, and I kind of have a feeling it's not the enforcer. No, I don't think so. Because he is seen in full form right, by people. So I think that enforcer was more like a security if things got out of hand inside of the club. Mm -hmm. then, then he threw your ass out. Um, so Steve the guy that killed himself makes himself feel better by living the career he wanted vicariously watching other comedians perform. Oh, I'm sure he um, performs too. Spirits and residents with the exception of the nasty one in the basement and nasty one is capital like N and O are capitalized. So that must be a proper name. Um, so the spirits appear not only in front of the staff and others, but are known to critique the performers. Nice. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a story 
Um, again, I'm going to read word for word. One evening, while Sam Kinison was on stage at the original showroom, uh, Clark was next door cleaning up the main showroom. As he heard Kinison go through his comic routine, getting louder and louder, because if you've ever seen his stand-up, and I actually just recommended his stand-up to the girl that I've been going to work with. Um, he was getting louder and louder. Um, he heard a low buzz of voices, which also got louder and louder. When Sam reached his trademark scream, uh, Clark heard vo the voices angrily chanting, it's him, it's him, it's him. Um, the ghost did their best to dissuade Sam from performing. They messed with the lights, interfered with the sound system, annoying Sam. Uh, one night Sam boldly challenged the ghost to show themselves and all the lights went out. <laughs> yeah. So, and there, there is more on the website. Um, I highly recommend giving i will link this in the show notes um i highly recommend giving the site a view um because it does give a lot of really good information and i want to it hasn't been very long um but sammy shore um he passed away in 2019 and um mitzi shore uh, passed away in 2018. Mm. So, and she is from Wisconsin. Really? Yep, she's from Marionette. Is that how it's oh. pronounced? Yeah. That's where she's from. Been through there. My brother went to college there. Huh. Yeah. And well, side note, Polly Shore does not have anything to do with currently running. He doesn't have a current role in running the comedy store. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's... Um, uh, I don't know why. Hmm. But I love Polly Shore. And I don't remember, remember seeing like some stand-up things where Mitzi, excuse me. And at the time I was young, didn't know exactly who she was because, okay, I, I grew up in the time where nobody was sensitive about anything and um, parents weren't as, oh, you can't watch that. You might get a bad idea. I remember being young, watching Richard Pryor, George Carlin. Yep. But, you know, you also knew enough, too, to not repeat any of that stuff. Definitely not to your parents, because that, oh, no. that would get your dish soap in your mouth, which would in or turn give you the shits. Backhanded. Yeah. Slapped. Um, the back of the head. Yeah. yeah. So um, I remember watching all of those comedians and and the seven words you can't say on television kind of thing. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, I remember watching, oh yeah, that's what it was. I remember watching something and, and she was in the audience of whoever the comedian was, I don't remember now, where they introduced her as like the queen of comedy kind of thing. So, that's but awesome. yeah, it's very interesting. Like all the people 
from then to now, you know, you got Sinatra and Matt Reif who have performed in the same building. Mm-hmm. That's got to be mind blowing to anyone going in there to perform. Right. I would certainly think it would be. I mean, and in fact, I think Matt Reif even talks about it and how it is mind blowing and what an incredible experience it is, you know, to go in not only um and share that space you know for that reason but the spiritual encounters and i think um that that has actually pushed him towards paranormal investigation because i've seen him investigate with a couple of people oh really yeah see Mm -hmm. that i haven't yet but um and okay i i'm gonna give my own personal experience with not the same thing but something similar okay when we like we've got the podcast on several platforms and Mm -hmm. about a year ago, maybe a year ish, um, they were running a special that you got a 99 cent echo dot. If you had an Amazon music subscription and I'm going through and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm on the same platform as Garth Brooks. What? Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I know. I know. But like, for me, that was huge. Like I told Roy, I'm like, I'm on the same floor platform as Garth Brooks. Can you believe it? I, everyone else is probably going, okay, psycho. But to me, that was like cool and exciting. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. I haven't had that experience yet. And, you know, even being on Spotify, I'm on the same platform as Gary Allen, who, you know, <laughs> he's he's obviously my favorite favorite. So... And then I'm I'm so bummed because um, Dan had tagged me in a post where he's coming to Michigan. And, you know, I talked to Roy and he was like, absolutely, if Gary's coming, go. Well, I didn't realize how far away it was. And I'm like, you know what? As much as I love him. Now, I have driven. I live in Saginaw, Michigan. And I have driven from Saginaw. And I didn't personally drive through Ohio and South, but I've stayed in Louisville, Kentucky and saw him perform two nights in a row at the Horseshoe in Southern Indiana. And that wasn't a problem, but I don't know, maybe now it's just because I'm older. I don't really feel like driving two and a half hours just for like a three, like I'm going to be driving five hours for maybe four hours of concert. So I changed my mind and decided I'm not going to go. I am I, kicking myself now. I really am. I'm kicking myself. But for me, that was just because, you know, at that point, I'm not getting home till three in the morning. And that's and Roy's like, stay in a hotel. No, nope, don't like doing that either. So I had to pass. I would have done it. Uh, I mean, not necessarily for Gary Allen, but, you know, someone else. Now, if I hadn't already seen him, twenty plus times. Okay, that makes a difference. Yeah, if if I had only seen him once, maybe twice, yes, I would absolutely do it. But I I've seen him like twenty times in concert. 
amazing. He puts on an amazing show. Um, the last time he was like literally performed. It's a five minute drive from my house to where he performed. And I had a meet and greet. So yeah. So, and my picture is utterly fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I like, I just look so stupid, happy and excited. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've got one like, of those with Steve. You know, like I said, if I hadn't um, seen him so many times already, I would absolutely have done it. But I've seen him a lot and I'm like, that's not a big deal. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'd like to, but no. Oh, if he was closer, absolutely. If I hadn't seen him before, absolutely. So, but yeah. All right. I understand. So do you have anything else? Nope. I don't think I do. I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll keep everyone posted on this lady's house and, and what we do with it and what we do there. And that would be awesome. Thank you. I, I'm kind of interested to see how, she, how she is doing things like, I mean, I got a feeling if it's a post poltergeist, the church coming in and doing a blessing is probably just going to piss it off. Um, yep. So I, I guess we'll just see how it goes from there. Poltergeist are fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to start calling her Carol Ann. maybe <laughs> so i guess then on that note we will see you guys next week hope bye. you're enjoying your weekend and bye see you next time <laughs>